Welcome to Insight Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike. And like every week, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. This episode, we're going to be doing things a little bit different. This is going to be a, a, whole, a whole special DC news special because of recent uh, item, news items have come out in the past couple of weeks about some comic book movies that have uh, are in the either in the works or coming out pretty soon. And uh, we got Raymond; he's our kind of comic book geek <laughs> in our family. He knows all this stuff, and he really wanted to uh, really talk about this. So we're gonna I'm gonna give the give it to him. He'll take the reins and really kind of gu- uh, guide this whole episode. Raymond, let's start it off. What's some of the big kind of DC news that are coming out right now? Uh, yeah, we'll be discussing all the recent news. Uh, the trailer for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. The uh, Variety article discussing the future of DC films. And there's been a, a ton of casting and uh, film announcements or possibly, you know, distractions. <laughs> we, you know, we'll get, we'll get to all of that. Um, I want to uh, talk about the... Variety article first. The article was published on uh, 22nd of March, um, titled uh, Warner Media's Ann Sarnoff on Zack Snyder's Justice League and, the, and DC's Future. And then this article, you know, she makes it very clear that Warner Brothers has no intention at all in com- releasing or completing David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad, even after, you know, all the success of... Uh, Justice League. Yeah, there's a lot. When Zack Snyder came out with the Justice League four hour cut, there was a lot of uh, surprise, a positive critic uh, reactions to it. And because David Ayer, who uh, has been trying to get this R rated cut, uh, he was kind of hoping that maybe this will lead into him uh, uh, lead into his movie getting a an R rated cut or his his director's cut. Yeah, and plus the uh, um, uh, WB doesn't want to. Uh, promote another Suicide Squad when they got the the one James Gunn Suicide Squad uh, coming know, out pretty soon. Yeah, coming out. So they, that that movie has to come first because th- that's more more most of the money is involved in with that one. And if if that's a success, they're going to go continue on with it with a, another Suicide Squad with James Gunn's vision, not it, David Ayer's. And he also has the the Peacekeeper spinoff series with um, yeah John Cena. But yeah, so so unless this Suicide Squad is a bomb, then we could talk about David Ayer's being you know released. You know, so, so what did this article say about the Suicide Squad, Raymond? Oh, it was. Uh... It was uh, very simple. A variety asked, uh, will there be more of these director's cuts? Will we see David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad? And all that Anne said was, we, will, we won't be developing David Ayer's cut. Mm. Period. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a typical, I mean, studio move anyway. I mean, yeah. So do you think there there's a possibility they'll release it maybe like five years from now? Yeah, no, anything's a possibility. If the, if the, if the picture's done, then yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to spend that much money, you know, it just to release seem, it. It just seems like the time to release it would be now because, like, uh, you know, no, 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 ago, no, no, no. I mean, the, the, it'll it'll interrupt with the, uh, the the new Suicide Squad. So, well, maybe that, right after that, because it's just that this movie was supposed to tie directly to Justice League. Uh, I see. It was it was it was supposed to have Steppenwolf in the third act. It was supposed to have parodies. It was supposed to. I, I want to know. I want to know. You know what? What the hell Warner Brothers did to this movie? Because after seeing the Snyder cut, seeing how how they butchered that movie, how much they took out, how much they changed the plot, how much they changed everything, 
I can't imagine what they did to this movie. Well, well, let's see. Let's see what WB decides if they're going to ever put the the Zack Snyder's Justice League on a uh, uh, home video. So, well, it's it's getting a a, a May release date uh, across worldwide. It hasn't gotten a, a, a an official release date here in the states, but I think it will eventually. Um, but it's getting a Blu-ray release in, in May, pretty much everywhere. A Blu-ray release. Well, that well, yes. that'll be the time steel, to to uh, announce anything. That that'll be the time to announce anything, as far as the in May. Yeah, after that. I mean, if that's if that's Comic Con. Yeah, if that's a, if that's if a, a success, uh, also if that's a huge uh, home video release. Then yeah, they're all willing to make more money off another movie that they don't have to pay. You know, you know that they well, don't have to pay extra. Yeah. David Ayer has said that the cut is done. He he has locked it and it was ready to go. There's nothing to add. He also has mentioned in, in on Twitter that uh, it doesn't have to come out now. Let James Gunn has his you know his his uh, time in the sun. It's, it's his time, you know. So he was trying to step back away from it, and he has said, you know, I'm willing to wait. It's not it's not the right time, but. What else, is, what else does this article said, uh, Raymond, uh, with the, the, the CEO, or who, who was this again? Yeah, Warner, Warner Brothers C- CEO. Well, uh, she in the article, she kind of makes it very clear that, you know, Warner Brothers wants to uh, kind of really um, explore the multiverse and embrace the multiverse and just hire a bunch of uh, different types of filmmakers. And, you know, I like the idea of all of that. But she also makes it very clear that they have absolutely zero intention in moving forward in any way with any that any, that has anything to do with Zack Snyder, and I find that also very fascinating after the success of the movie and I've seen that and after all the positive word of mouth for the film and you know um, the the strong numbers that it's had for HBO Max and uh, it's it's just a very uh, baffling if you're going to exp- exp- embrace the multiverse. Why can't you just like do like let him do a, a small film? It doesn't have to be Justice League two. He could do a a, a a smaller DC film. He had he released all his plans online. I mean, he had multiple spinoffs planned and a, a whole a whole DC universe. And yeah, personally, I mean, personally, I would love to see a, a Deathstroke movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. And you know, because at one time uh, there was a. The rumor, or at least the uh, the news about uh, the raid director, who's a uh, uh, Garrett Evans, and he was attached to direct, or he at least he was interested in directing, and that would have been, I would love to see his vision of a of like an action packed comic book movie with De- Deathstroke at the center, and that would have been awesome, and it still could be awesome, you know, and that could be like produced by Zack Snyder or whatever, you know. Yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> I understand. I understand what the, these Warner Brother executives are doing. They they already have these plans set, and so I don't know. I mean, I, but they don't really have plans. <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of they're just kind of making up a bunch of things. I mean, they're just hiring. I mean, like they say, they're just hiring people. And, oh yeah, yeah. And letting them do their thing. So it, it's it just seems hypocritical to me. I understand that Justice League Part Two would be a massive movie. It would be super expensive. You you can't do that right away. Yeah. Um. The whole scenario w- that this movie went through is is very um unique. <laughs> uh, they spend a ton of money. <laughs> you know, from the beginning when it was you know yeah, originally yeah. <laughs> in t- in 2016 to to now they they spend a ton of money re- reshoots and all of it and all of it. Um. 
but I mean, Zach should still deserves the opportunity to at least do a, a smaller DC film. I mean, there was some news about how HBO Max is moving forward with some um, DC projects. I would love to see like Zack Snyder just do some like DC, or I mean, do some you know DC movies for HBO Max. I mean, it doesn't have to be like for a, a theatrical run or that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, he's he's also like a very like. Um theatrical experience guy right i mean yeah. like he he's he's still kind of rooting for uh justice league to be released in imax eventually and to be honest if it does get released in imax like maybe next year or something i i would i would love to go see it <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, and in the meantime he's working with netflix and i'm sure he has a deal with them so i mean who knows uh, uh he's probably busy himself so uh <laughs> no but at the, at the he, but he's been um he's been like liking tweets and stuff where people are like saying hey watch justice league just have the movie on uh repeat to show warner brothers <laughs> and, to, to boost the numbers for warner brothers so they can see that, that people really uh are watching this movie and he would he would like those tweets specifically the ones where people are like just watch, put the movie on repeat even if you're not watching it and i'm like no i mean i think he i think he still wants to I think he still wants to do another movie. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's uh, you know working in Hollywood. It's so it's so up and down, and so if it, you know once it's a, there's a positive swing, you have you got to cast your net and see what what catches. You know, yeah. Uh, what else is in this article? Uh, I mean that that's about it. I mean, you want to move move on to um. Yeah, I, look, I I would say that you know. I would love to see more Zack Snyder stuff. I mean, I I think this the the fact that he came out with the Justice League uh, director's cut kind of redeemed himself a little bit. Uh, you know, there's there's there were like a lot of critics who just hated that series or hated the Z Z the Snyderverse. Even those guys said that the, this was much improvement. So uh, yeah, but it seems like that m most people that kind of just wanted the the Snyderverse to end. After seeing um, his cut of Justice League, most people seem want want to see more. Wanted to see um, where where this is going to go. Well, they most mostly want to see Deathstroke. <laughs> I want. I think everything they set up with Darkseid and that like uh, the future like Mad Max world. Yeah, the the night nightmare uh, scenario yeah. or whatever you want to call that. Uh, like I love that, <laughs> I, you know. A lot of people hated that uh, aspect of the four-hour cut. I I enjoyed it a lot. I it made me think, like, yeah, man, well, why it not? It doesn't quite it doesn't quite fit the movie, but like, I mean, Zack Snyder putting that in is him. Uh, come on, making the audience like <laughs> like this isn't over, right? I mean, <laughs> this isn't over. <laughs> well, um, hopefully, Andy Machete's uh, the Flash will have have a dark tone also, and. Um, Hopefully you'll, you'll like that version also. I mean, that, because that's going to be all multiverse or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm excited for that movie either way, but um, I, I still just wanted to see where he was going where he was going to take the story. I wanted him to do a smaller film because I know eventually, if those do good, well, he, I mean, why why not let him do Justice League two? I mean, they're going to have to make a Justice League two eventually, right? Or do a reboot of the Justice League, yeah, or yeah, Robert Pens, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, so what other projects is uh, it's going uh, it's upcoming in the, in the DC roster? And I, I've got to say really quick, I really think that all all, all everything we're going to about to talk about, all of these announcements, I really think were just 
distractions so people can stop talking about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, because recently they just kind of unloaded a whole bunch of news in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Let, let's talk about them because there's there's a lot. There's there's a lot. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess first off, you know, the trailer for Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I mean, we knew the trailer was going to come soon. I was expecting the trailer to come out maybe um, the day that Godzilla came out, but I mean, they, they dropped it yeah, last cu- week, couple couple days early. Yeah, I w- I was kind of surprised by the trailer because um, not necessarily by what's in the trailer. But I was surprised by how much it feels, and this is going to sound stupid, but I'm surprised by how much it feels like a James Gunn movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I got the same feeling. It feels like a, a uh, you know, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also the Super, or, or and it's also a little bit. And uh, what's the other one? The horror movie he did, um, Slither. Slither. Yeah, Slither. It's I, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite get Slither, but I did get like. Well, um, his, he has a certain type of comedy, and it, it comes yeah, through. It's, it, sort of, it's sort of like the Kevin Smith type of comedy. <laughs> and yeah, it comes what, through. It comes or, through in this trailer. Me. I mean, it, it worries me, but, um, you know, what, I, what type of comedy is the Kevin Smith type of comedy? Dick jokes, <laughs> small penis jokes, yeah, I mean, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but I, I like James Gunn's, like I guess, immature humor, his childish humor, like in in, in certain scenarios, like in Slither, when he can get just gross out, gory. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't love him that much when he when he's yeah when he's telling jokes. I've I've never been a fan of his jokes. <laughs> And um, but but you look. I mean, there are, there are some really cool things about the trailer. I I, I love King Shark. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone knew for a while um, that Sylvester Stallone was going to be voicing him. But it, it's great to have the confirmation. Um, Kevin Smith. Speaking of Kevin Smith, <laughs> he uh, he spoiled a while back that um, Starro was going to be the the villain of the oh. movie. But it, it's it was awesome to to see him in in the trailer. Uh, he looks great. <laughs> he looks like j- just like from the, from from the from the comics. That that's cool. Um, I hope he has his little mind control starfish or whatever. I mean, that'd be really cool. Uh, I mean, probably will. Um, yeah, to me, it looks like it sort of looks like um, uh, the um, what was it, Uncanny X Men, the giant size. You know how the island um, was lures in uh, uh, another team to to save the original team. Yeah, has that has that kind of vibe to me? Because it all kind of feels like it's all set in this one remote island, or and whatever. And there's a squad they got to release. They got to um, you know save Harley's squ- first your first team squad kind of thing. And then there you know there's a bunch of gorillas. I mean uh, military gorillas. Yeah. Um, but what, what, who's the main villain? I never heard this character before. I'm not. Starro. I'm not Starro. a big. Who's that? Who's playing that? Who's I don't know who's playing it. But I, I don't gi- know. It's, it's a giant starfish. And oh. he, uh, he throws out little little starfishes on, and it's a mind control kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, that was in the trailer. I missed that. No, no, no. That, I, oh. I, I looked. I looked up in the oh okay the bio. Oh okay. Uh, yeah. So it's it's cool because Starro is the the first villain that Justice League uh, ever ever fought in the, in the comics. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So it, you know, it's a, it's a perfect it's a perfect villain for for James Gunn. I just, I kind of wish, I'm watching the trailer. I'm like, yeah, this, this looks like it's going to be a fun movie. I mean, Harley Quinn. This, look, 
Honestly, I, I love Margaret Robbie's iteration of Harley Quinn. I, this looks like the best one yet. I mean, she, I think she kills it every time. She's doing something slightly different each time, and I, I think this looks like the best version. But I hate that the movie, while it has all these DC things that I, that I think are really cool, I hate that the movie doesn't really feel like a DC movie. It feels more like a James Gunn type of thing. Mm, yeah. And I guess for Guardians of the Gar- Galaxy... I mean, I, I didn't really care because I, I, I didn't know I didn't know who those characters were. I didn't care about them. Mm. Um, for for DC, I still would kind of like it to feel like it was in the DC world. It it just feels like its own thing. And I'm I'm still excited for the movie, but um, uh, I think I was more excited before I saw the trailer. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I mean, uh, the. The trailer didn't impress me that much, but I still I'm still excited because you know it's a, just a great chance to see the another you know, kind of cool super villain mashup or uh, or team up, and um, yeah, like you Who said, are the characters you're most excited to see in the, in the movie, uh, Boomerang, <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, uh, Margot Margot Robbie's a uh, Harley Quinn's or. or also, maybe you know I want to see John Cena, although he didn't really. I didn't really like him in the trailer, but I'm 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 not. Do you think he's improvising his lines? It, n- no, but I think I think it, it the way he's delivering those lines doesn't. I I didn't like really laugh at them, you know. But uh, I think I like he, his madman line. Yeah, well, but I, like again, like you know, I don't like to judge a movie just based on his trailer. So, so far, my first impressions are not that great, but I'm I'm, I'm more than willing to give it a, a shot, and I'm going to check it out once once it gets on, because uh, it's going to be released on HBO Max and, and also in theaters. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I like the trailer, and it looks better than Birds of Prey. So, <laughs> what characters are you excited to see? I, I actually like John Cena, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, and it's good to see Harley back in. But King Shark, that was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like the reason I see John Cena because the, the his character Peacemaker is it called Peacemaker, right? Yeah, yeah. Peacemaker is already he's already shooting the series for HBO Max, so I want to see if the if his character is even worthy for a series. And uh, I think I think even James Gunn is going to direct the uh, the first pilot, or he's directing the first episode. And I, so he's definitely this is definitely a James Gunn. You know he's putting a lot into this character, so he has to be part a, a, an important part of the movie. So that's why I'm like kind of just interested in seeing what he brings to this to this film. Yeah, I mean, right. well, you have anything to add, Rich? No, I mean, uh, I'm also interested in seeing Nathan Fillion. I mean, uh, <laughs> see how long he lasts, which is probably oh, yeah, not he's, he, yeah, he's definitely going to die quick. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of characters um, that we see in that in that big lineup. Yeah. Um, are, are are gonna are gonna die. Um, same for Flula Flula Borg's character. <laughs> I think he's gonna also die in the same sequence. How quick is uh, Pete Davidson's character going to die? Because there's no way it's gonna last that in long. the first mi- in their in their first mission. Okay. Yeah, in his yeah. first mission. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. He's gonna be. He's gonna. He has to be from the first team that they assemble. They go on a, on the mission, and everyone dies except. Um, Michael Rooker. I, no, would you think so? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think someone has to be the pansy. I mean, the who gets the star on the face? <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. Uh, well, well, Boomerang is probably going. Or do you think they'll kill off Boomerang? Yeah. Really? Hmm. I don't know. It's a Suicide Squad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I, I kind of. 
I, I guess that would be shocking, right? I mean, that that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, that's the point. Maybe mm-hmm. it's possible. I mean, he he he's not in that many scenes in the trailer, right? He throws boomerangs. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What's our next, next uh, topic? Yeah, next topic. All right. Next topic. Uh, so uh, Warner Brothers is moving for- forward with the Satana movie, and uh, they hired Emerald Fennell, the writer and director of uh, Promising Young Woman, uh, to write, write the film. And uh, I think this is a big announcement. I'm personally um, a little mixed on it. I just watched Promising Young Woman recently, and I thought it was a fantastic movie. And uh, it's actually probably one of my favorite movies of uh 2020 mm. so i'm excited for it in that in that regard i know it's going to be a really well-written movie yeah is she she's writing um, is she writes this uh project too yes as well? she, i don't i don't even know if she's i don't i don't even think they hired a director yet she's not confirmed oh. to direct oh, oh okay maybe she will but as of now she's only writing um maybe producing it as well but i just know she's writing the, the and this is for play. hbo max right this is our or this is for, for warner brothers uh, I think it's going to be for HBO Max, uh, but it's not. I don't think it's confirmed yet. Okay. Um, but uh, the the one thing that worries me about this film is um, this is a, a character that's not super known. It's not a, a very famous character um, to uh, mainstream audiences, and I just kind of worry like how much liberties she's going to take. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it, that this movie, uh, they're setting it up to connect to the J.J. Abrams Constantine series they're developing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, um, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm excited and a little worried at the same time. How, how do you guys feel about this? Well, she is a character. She's a magician or something like a sorcerer or something like that. Yes. <laughs> so I don't like, like I, I'm not a big uh, DC person, so I don't know much of these characters. So um, the fact that, that they're bringing like magic and supernatural elements to a comic book movie, that's cool because I think uh, the whole idea of aliens or someone with, you know, who are gifted with superpowers by just, you know, as, you know, a radioactive spider or something like that, that's kind of all kind of been played out by Marvel. So the, the you know, so I'm not sure how she got her powers or I'm assuming it's some kind of black magic stuff, but. Um, well, I, I'm just, I just worried because uh, Warner Brothers um, gave Margaret Robbie a lot of freedom with birds of prey and she took uh, a lot of liberties uh, with, with the actual members of the team. I thought they did a great job, you know, with Harley Quinn in that movie, but you know, the birds of prey, I mean, they, they don't, I mean, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> those weren't the characters, you know what I mean? And I, I worry, is that the approach that they might, that she might take for, for this? Like how much f- freedom does she have? What does she want to do with the movie? And I, I don't know. That's where I get a little worried. Like you, I did see a promising young woman, and I think it was a fantastic script. Yeah, and I think uh, her directing was good. Uh, was good too. I, uh, you know, she got nominated for, for as a director, and uh, I was pleased with that. Her, I think her script was like, or her her writing ability is it's really really great. So I'm excited that she's writing this uh, this movie or this. Is it a movie or a TV movie. series? Movie. So, so I'm excited that she's writing this movie. And also, you know, she has like she she has a background of writing stuff. Uh, she I think she wrote uh, for um, that spy series, um, Killing Eve. I, I'm sure she has uh, some kind of idea of, of background, or, or at least she has an idea of uh, developing characters. And I think that's what this prior movie needs. You need someone to uh, to come in, develop a character, 
because uh, like like you were saying, we don't know much about this person or this uh, this character, and uh, yeah, we need I need we need a good introduction. Yeah, I, I agree that the the promising young woman is fantastic movies. One, yeah, it's definitely one of the best. Uh, this character is uh, Santana is uh, hopefully like got some got some kind of uh, Hispanic root or whatever Latino uh, background and background and uh, hopefully um, uh, some like Isaac Gonzalez who's just um, uh, coming out of her um, stunning performance in uh, I care in, a lot uh, I care a lot yeah and uh, hopefully she gets cast into it because this is this is a movie that. It's, cool. we need, we need a Latina star. We need, we need, we need some Latino. They're the, they just have the Latina Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. But again, this is a JJ Abrams project. So, oh, she, is he producing this? Yeah. It's a DC project. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, this could be the next, uh, here, throw it, throw it up in the air and see what sticks kind of thing. Mm. I hope they have a plan. I hope, I hope it's good. I hope, she has specific, uh, some specific guidelines to follow and doesn't have 100% complete freedom on the script, personally. What I really liked about Promising Young Woman was that the script was actually well-detailed. There was no kind of, yeah. you even if you, uh, maybe if you disagree with the character, it, it was well thought out. And so that makes me believe that this, you know, the filmmaker, uh, Emerald. Emerald Fennell. She likes to think that, think these things out before kind of writing them. So I, I like, like I said, I think that that script is just fantastic. Uh, so the fact that she's writing this makes, a, it makes me excited. Yeah. Cause it could easily give it to someone else who, you know, who was a showrunner for a bad C, CW series. And, you know, the fact that they give it to an Oscar nominated filmmaker that, 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 yeah, that's good. And as far as DC goes, DC comics goes, Zatanna is a popular character. I mean, she has been in the comic books for a I, long time. I, I know, I know, but I mean, not like you know, Batman and Superman. Because I mean, for for a lot of mainstream audiences, I mean, they're still uh, they still don't know who Flash is or yeah, but, Lantern. Yeah, but I still want to see a, a Dazzler movie. But I don't know if that's not, gonna happen. Yeah. Man. But let's talk about a non no no uh, you know a non uh, character not very uh, well known you know what what's her what is Zatanna anyway I mean she's just a uh, a magician's she, daughter kind of thing uh, like you know sort of like a Scarlet Witch kind of character right yeah I mean a, a little bit I mean I I not yeah definitely like Scarlet Witch but I wouldn't say as as like crazy oh <laughs> uh, yeah no no I mean yeah well. Like I like I was saying before, I, I, the fact that she she probably uh, is dealing with black magic, she's dealing with the supernatural elements. It makes sense that maybe she she will be connected to the Constantine uh, uh, series that they're developing in HBO Max uh, because he's also has uh, a similar black background with with that stuff. Uh, I am excited for that because I think the the idea of this kind of regular superhero, you know, a guy who was an alien or a guy who got bitten by a radioactive spider, that 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 stuff kind of has just been played out, you know, or someone who has been injected by some kind of serum. I, I'm I'm just kind of really tired of that because we have been like what 15 years of Marvel movies. I like to see a new direction. And I think uh, DC has a great opportunity here to really kind of go to these different avenues to do when they come to comes to developing their, their, you know, their next projects, their next movie, uh, comic movies. All right. 
What's the next right, topic? Next topic. All right. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced randomly. I, I, I don't think anyone saw this coming that they're developing an Hour Man movie and they hired uh, two screenwriters that I've, I've never heard of. <laughs> um, Gavin James and Neil Widener. Widener, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, I guess they've written some shorts and stuff. I mean, they haven't really written anything um, notable. Um, this is this is a really weird announcement. Uh, it makes me first the first first thing I thought was like maybe this is, is some a character that's going to have a small appearance in the Black Adam movie because mm. this is a, this is a JSA character. Um, that, I mean, it would it would kind of make sense for him to pop up in the Black Adam movie or maybe to be referenced in the Black Adam movie and just have some sort of connection to that. Kind of how um, Shaz- or not Shazam, um, Black Adam was referenced in the Shazam movie. Maybe there's some type of reference to Our Man that sets this up. Um, I don't know. This is unexpected announcement, but um, it, it's cool. I mean, it's an interesting character. I mean, they, I think they did a good job with the character recently on 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 Star Girl. So. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. He was yeah. He was played by Lou Ferrigno Jr. And. Um, is that really? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Why yeah. do you know that? Well, <laughs> hopefully the movie's good. But uh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you guys say about so this? This is where the guy has an hour, like he has a yes. hourglass, <laughs> and he turns it upside down, and he gets super power, or he, gets, he just gets like superhuman strength, right? That's his. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's like passed down, like generational, right? Because like his 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 father was like the a crazy guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. On the uh, show, well, on the show, I don't know. I, 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 I it's, it's, that's how they handled it. it there. Yeah, it, it's it's a kind of a, a, a ridiculous idea, <laughs> you know, because he, he has this like like flavor flav. He has a an hourglass <laughs> clock, and he kind of just twists it twists it upside down when he gets you know when he has a chance to fight a a, a, a supervillain, and he only has an hour to do it. It makes no sense, but I mean, maybe if it's in the in that sense that it's. In that uh, Shazam type of thing, where it's that type of you know quirky comedy thing, that would make more sense to me. I mean, well, here are the two important things, right? It's it's something that hasn't been done for before. It's a cool concept, mm-hmm. and it's a cool costume. <laughs> yeah, he has an, uh, a hood, right? Doesn't he have a hood and yeah. a cape? Yeah, a hood and and cape lo- and. Now, would you a little mask covering his eyes? It looks like a, like a '50s style costume. Would you like to see this movie in the '50s or modern day? Well, I, I mean, that's what I'm kind of hoping and expecting. I, I don't want this to just be some like random DC film out of nowhere. I, I really hope that this is. It doesn't have to be like, Our Man doesn't have to be in Black Adam, but I hope it has some sort of connection. So you would like some to see horse. this set some. Would you like to see this? Whenever, movie? whenever they're sending uh, Black Adam, for, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not oh. sure if it's true, but I, I heard Black Adam's going to be like taking place in like part in the present, part during like uh, oh. ancient times, part during the 50, 50s. It's going to be like uh, um, a, a, a time expanding story. Um, or and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, so maybe Our Man could take place during one of those. During a time, certain time period during that movie, yeah, uh, I can, that could that could happen, yeah. Um, if that's even the approach they're taking for the Black Adam movie, <laughs> most likely this is just a project that's not going to go anywhere. I, I got a feeling, you know, this is something they're just testing out. But um, you know, like, like a lot of these 
announcements is probably not going to go much further than just the script. Uh, Rich, what's your thoughts? Uh, first of all, uh, Lou Ferrigno Jr. Yeah, he was the original Hour Man. He's the guy who died in the, in the, oh, okay. the pilot. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. So it's his son that we know that as, power, as the next Hour Man. Okay. And yeah, that those powers are stupid. <laughs> I mean, to have, have powers for an hour. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't go along with uh, with that kind of superpower. So yeah, it, it, it this kind of project. I mean. Unless he's got a, a whole team of you know with them, you know it's it's it for a one shot like a one character shot. It, it sounds stupid. So yeah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I think it cast like someone big like Leonardo DiCaprio to play Our Man. No, bring back uh, Meteor Man. <laughs> the, the great uh, seconds. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah, pass. <laughs> All right, what's the next topic? Um. Black Adam has a release date. Oh. Uh, J- July 29th, uh, 2022. Oh, wow. So it's it's finally happening, and they also cast Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. I, and is the character a supervillain? Because I, I don't really know much about No, he's he's kind of he's kind of like DC's Dr. Strange in a way. Oh. But, uh, he has a he has a a, a really cool helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Actually, that makes a lot more. Uh, that makes sense. You know, Pierce Brosnan does have a certain. Um, yeah, and there's there there have been multiple people that have, uh, had the the mantle. Oh, okay. Pierce Brosnan does add a certain um, prestige, I guess, or you know, he has he has some kind of panage, and he brings a certain kind of uh, quality to to this to a, a movie like this. He has a license to kill. He has a license to kill. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. That's actually that's probably the the best casting news I heard recently. Pierce Brosnan, yeah. I mean, as long as it ain't Percy Percy's <laughs> the uh, Percy uh, whatever that thing Jackson, was, uh, Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he in that also? I, I don't yeah. remember. Was he? So maybe I think so. He was recently uh, Will Ferrell's father in uh, Euro Trip. Oh yeah, he oh, no, was Euro, in that. Eurovision. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, um, it'll be a small role. I mean, uh, yeah, but it'll, it'll fill it in nicely. I'm worried about Black Adam itself. Mm. <laughs> I mean, talk about not unknown character. I mean, the, the, if it wasn't for Shazam being a hit, uh, and of course the rock wanting to do it, I mean, just because he looked like the character himself and, uh, Alex Ross drew him, I mean, basically, I mean, uh, this, this whole project gets iffy to me. So it's. Uh, just yeah this this i'm really excited for it <laughs> it's it's dwayne the rock johnson though i mean he's like the the biggest star in the world so he could it, he could easily play anybody he could play our man <laughs> it would be, i think it would be a, a one of the top movies of that of whatever year it comes out you know so it's like for for whatever reason it took this long because i think they first announced it like five years ago or whatever it was but and then you know obviously the rock has been very busy himself so um so the fact that it actually got a release date that means it's definitely in the it's coming out are you excited for it no no so you're not excited for this no no because, <laughs> because this is also from the the, the writer of rampage oh <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'm 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 very excited for the movie. I think the idea of just the JSA is is awesome. I think you know this having this like kind of 
Justice League of the past is just uh, always a kind of a really cool idea. And to explore that, I, I think would be really, really awesome. I've kind of been wanting them to do something like this for a very, very long time. So, yeah, I hope they pull it off. I actually wish, um, I kind of hope the whole movie takes place in the past. So. I don't know. Hopefully it's good for Aldous Hodge. Sick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's playing Hawkman, I think, right? Yeah. I, I think I think that's good casting. Yeah, I think was, all of the casting. Who, I think all of the casting has been well. I don't. I don't know. I'm still not sure about Noah Centino, but he's uh, playing uh, all the rest. Adam, Adam Smasher. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that character, but but still, um, the rest of the casting I think has been really solid for the movie. Who who else is in this? Uh, all Aldous Hodge and um, Pierce Brosnan and Sarah Sarah Shahi from uh, uh, Person of Interest. You know, first first couple seasons, I Oh. Is she playing Cyclone? Uh, no, someone named Isis. Okay. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, next topic. Yeah. Uh, what, so, they they also announced that um, Helen Mirren's going to be playing the, the villain in Shazam 2 alongside um, Rachel Z- Zelger from St- Spiel- Spielberg's upcoming West Side Story remake. And uh, they're going to be playing um, uh, like th- some go- goddess sisters or something like that. I'm, I'm not really sure. They're not DC characters. They're more uh, like Greek mythology characters. Oh, okay. So um, they're gonna. It's it's gonna be David F. Sandberg doing something original. I think. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, what do you, you guys think about this? Well, when I heard that that she's playing like this goddess, that you got here and. Helen Mirren, who's an Oscar winner, it kind of reminded me of like Clash of the Titans, <laughs> the, <laughs> the classic stop motion uh, film uh, from uh, Ray um, Rich. What is it? Who's it? Who's it from? Um, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, who's the guy? Uh, Harryhausen. Yeah, from Harry Ray, the, Ray yeah. Harryhausen. Um, that's what I got. Like that's the image I got when I heard that he's she's playing a, a Greek goddess because. Uh, Class of Titans, you know, had all this mythical stuff. They had Zeus, you know. So that's what I got. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, David Sandberg. Um, maybe he's a fan of that. Maybe he's a fan of. Maybe, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably a fan of like Greek mythology. So uh, maybe he's a fan of those kind of sword and sandals uh, films of the seventies and sixties. That's that's the image I got. It's great. I mean, <laughs> Marin has, has has a kind of a tremendous career that she really became this like in the 70s this kind of uh kind of hippy dippy sex idol and then she as she got older she's become this like this prestigious actress oscar winner and now she's doing you know the fast and the furious movies and now this you know so uh she, she has like one of the the funnest kind of careers i've seen in of an actress but it's great news yeah, Helen Mirren is the finest, one of the finest actresses out there, especially um, uh, for a role that, that she could put something into it. I mean, if it's a comedy uh, tone to it, mm-hmm. she'll knock it out of the park. Also, I mean, it's, it's, she's incredible. She's she. You want drama? <laughs> <laughs> you want you the, got queen? the queen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it also it also kind of makes me think because um, since this movie is being produced by uh, Dwayne Johnson's. Um, producers and stuff like that mm-hmm. i wonder if uh, they had a lot to with getting her involved with the movie because you know she's into fast and the furious films right and she she's always been said she always has said that she loves the rock <laughs> and she loves the well, rock movies I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe she's going to be in uh, Shazam 3 as well. Maybe. Right? She could fight Black Adam. <laughs> All right. Next uh, next topic. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get to the next topic. Okay. Well, this one, um, I'm going to break this one in, in two parts. It's a bunch of casting updates, some positive updates and some negative updates, very <laughs> negative updates. Uh, so negative that uh, may- maybe we'll have some more delays. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll get the positive ones out with first. Um, Maribel Verdu has been cast as Barry Allen's mother in the Flash film. And it's been confirmed that Kiersey Clemens will be returning for the Flash film. Thoughts? The the mother, she's from uh, E2 Mama... Uh... You two mama. You two mama at the end. So yes. that means uh, Barry Allen's like half Spanish or? I guess so, right? Or, you know, if you actually, if you looked at, at the, the actress's face, she looks like, like she could be Ezra Miller's mother. <laughs> they have a similar look. I never realized that, but um, that's actually, that's pretty good t- casting. I like that idea. And it's going to, it's going to be a, a big role because um, if, if this is going to be, you know, flash, going back in time to to save his mother i mean i mean it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic role for her yeah it's a very i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna love it yeah it's a very i'm very much looking forward to it yeah she's playing a very pivotal part of barry allen's history you know um and also you know and also like the idea that the kiersey clemens is back because i uh, uh i was shocked that she didn't have that much I don't think she had any lines in the Justice League. The, no, the, she didn't. The, so I, I was shocked that 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 happened, but she was uh, already cast for this, and yeah, I'm 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 just glad that she had she had time to to do this. I mean, because like, didn't they recast somebody else? I guess, I guess you're coming up to that, but Rich, yeah. <laughs> Rich what's your uh, uh, take on this? No, it's it's clearly that Andy Muschietti is behind the casting, so um, I trust him more. I mean, this is this is uh, him casting her. So, um, but uh, yeah, the the next one I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, let's let's get to the next casting news. All right, so um, you saying this is negative or is this a positive? For me, this is, for me this is negative. For me, this is very negative. But the but the the, the other casting. <laughs> The other casting announcement is, even, or not announcement, but casting news that's been going around is is even more negative. Okay. Okay, but um, Ron Livingston is replacing Billy Crudup in, in the Flash film, and I think this is very sad news. <laughs> this is very tragic for the Flash film. I mean, they were perfect in Justice League in both cuts. Mm-hmm. They uh, he and he you know, he actually kind of looks like he could be Ezra Miller's dad. <laughs> And Ron Livingston, I like Ron Livingston. Office Space is awesome, and he's—I think he's proven himself to be a very good actor. But he's no Billy Crudup. <laughs> like, let's just be real, right? He's well, no Billy Crudup. I think. I think the the story was that the Billy Crudup was busy, though, right? He didn't have time yeah, for in schedule. Look, I, I I wanted to talk about that, yeah, because he he backed out of the movie. He backed out of the movie. Do you think maybe has like he he's he's very loyal to Zach. Oh, I you know what? I don't think he's that. Well, I know because he was in the Watchmen, and uh, no, I don't think I, I don't think you know I don't think you Zach. Don't think so? No, I don't think Zach has any problems. No, but do you think he, do you think he Billy Crudup would do it just like 
maybe he did Justice League only only to work with Flash, and now that Flash, and now that you know, Zack Snyder's not in, involved with this movie, he's like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not really interested anymore. Nah, no, no, because nah. uh, I don't think Zack Snyder was going to be ever involved. I mean, behind, no, he was behind producing, the, producing, yeah, but. That's a different thing. The vi- the vision has changed, is what I'm saying. No, I don't think he cares. I, I think he. No. I okay. think he's. I think he said yes to Justice League because he worked with Zach before, and it was probably only a couple day shoots. Probably even one day shoot. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think this is just has to do with scheduling. I don't think there's anything. I think he was. He'd probably be more than willing to play this character in this movie. But if if it involved him like moving or like taking his time off and have to travel somewhere, I think he didn't. He probably didn't want to do that. Yeah, the, the statute of limitations for this film is, has has been lifted. That's for sure. I mean, this, this, yeah. this, has been, this has been in limbo for way too long. Yeah, I, so but doesn't but doesn't also seem well. Then again, we, we have no idea how big the the role of um, Henry Allen is going to be in this flash film. But if it's just prison scenes, I mean, you could push that back. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could do that over zoom. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I start to think about it. If this is going to be a movie where like you're, you're messing with the timeline, messing with multiverse. Like maybe he'll start seeing his dad in like random places. I don't know. Oh, don't know. He's definitely going to be a part of that. The mother, the mother's death scene, right? Yeah, that's and, true. And so yeah. I'm sure he has to shoot some of those scenes, but, um, but let's talk about Ron Livingston. <laughs> no, Ron Livingston is. I, 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 when I heard that he was cast for this as as Barry Allen's father, I go, that is such a weird pick. I mean, uh, Andy Machete must be a, like a huge Office Space fan or something. I, I don't know why he would pick Ron Livingston. I guess he's just he was one of the guys who who was available at the time. But uh, I think that's what more what it came down came down to. <laughs> and that's not to say that uh, Ron Livingston is a terrible actor. He's not. I, I think he's good. But he's also very. F- he's just he's an average Joe. He's kind of like a Luke Wilson. He comes in, he does his time. He's like a, a nice like uh, uh, utility hitter. You know, he hits it. You know, gets a third base or whatever. I'm, I'm talking baseball now <laughs> for whatever reason. Why I don't know. Now he's like a like a you know he's a good guy. He's like a utility actor. He comes in, he does his thing. He does a good job. He doesn't f f things up. But I never, I never once say, "Man, did you see that scene with uh, Ron Livingston?" I don't think I ever said that in my life. You know, uh, I just go, oh, "You ever seen that cool movie with Ron Livingston in it?" <laughs> That's probably uh, the highest compliment I ever uh, I give to him. But um, I, I heard him in interviews. He seen, he, sound, he sounds like a really great guy and a kind of a good average. Uh, and he's like an average Joe type of guy. So it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What do you think of the casting of Ron Livingston, Rich? I thought it was fine. I mean, it, yeah, it's a little out of the ordinary, but I mean, it, it's it's a good uh, like two sides of the coins with him and his and, and uh, Nora Allen's uh, character. So, I mean, you could tell where the uh, the flat uh, Barry gets his humor from, and you could tell where he gets her, where his, his smarts from. So. <laughs> It'll make sense. Let, oh, okay. Let, let me let me ask you this: If uh, sometime in the future, uh, Warner Brothers um, hi- hires Zack Snyder to make Justice League Part Two, <laughs> do you think it's going to be Billy Billy Crudup or Ron Livingston? I don't know. <laughs> Could be another person. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> different actor every movie. It's yeah. the new Griswold. It's going to be Jeffrey D. Morgan. <laughs> Let, let's go. Let's get to the more tragic. Yeah, let's hear that. <laughs> big yeah. on the Flash was just gonna. I I think um, 
could potentially maybe even delay the whole film. Oh. Is there there was a recent interview, um I forgot to take notes on it, but there was a recent interview with uh Michael Keane and oh, okay. um he, he kind of made it made it seem that uh he's he's not really committed to this movie. Right. And that you know he he was he has the script on in his email he got, he was emailed the script or something like that and he he hasn't looked at it and that uh, he's focused on other things and that he's just worried to go to the UK to because uh, he's he's scared to get COVID mm-hmm. and I think that's that's valid I mean he's an old man <laughs> uh, so I I think about this and I'm like oh man I, if if Michael Keaton can't do it they're gonna have to delay the movie but at the same time I also think to myself. Is this maybe Michael Keaton just negotiating? Oh, I don't know. Is he? Hmm, that's interesting. No, I don't think so. Because like uh, from what I read from those those transcripts, because it was just it was like a, a a podcast interview or something like that. It was some kind of interview. Yeah, if, when I was reading the transcripts, it, was, it seems like he was just like it's probably just a cameo appearance anyway. And he probably didn't really kind of really think about it. And, you know, he is shooting a movie or he's prepping a movie. I think he's producing a movie and he's prepping a movie. And uh, I, I think he's just busy on doing those things, you know, because they those things need more of his attention. And I think uh, like he I guess he said that he, he hasn't read the script yet and really doesn't know what's going on. But again, I think if it's if it's such a small part, I think you could easily shoot that in New York, you know. And well, um, he he also said that he, he hasn't read the l- latest iteration of the script, but mm-hmm. that makes me think that he has read some version of the script. And I know this movie has been being developed for so long. <laughs> Who knows? Um, maybe at one point when the movie was going to be uh, made by um, the Game Night directors, Maybe Michael Keaton was a part of that iteration as well, and he was going to just be a quick little cameo. Because in the and and that film, we know that they were going to go for a Back to the Future Part Two vibe. So I have a feeling that 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 iteration of the film was going to be filled with a ton of cameos. I I don't I don't I don't know if this one's going. Well, I I do think there's going to be a lot of cameos in this one too, but I don't think it's going to be as many as the previous iteration. I think I think the script has changed. Yeah, I think, I think it's a bigger role. I think it's a bigger role oh. than it was before. I think it's a much bigger role. Uh, I don't think it's. Well, I don't know. I think uh, my impression is it was well, just. Let me, a, let me ask you guys really quick. Would you Would you guys want to see Michael Keane suited up again as Batman, or just see Bruce Wayne? Just Bruce Wayne. I, I, you don't want to see him suited up again? No. How, how about you, Rich? Uh Damn, he is old, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, you know what? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's just, he's got a good looking chin still. I mean, so that's all you need. I don't think he needs to be suited up. I mean, it's he. he could, what if it? Let, let let me pitch you the scene. <laughs> let me pitch you the scene. All right, let's go. Because I because I because I think this is what they're gonna do. Because oh. I really think this is the, I think this is what they're gonna they're gonna do. Because it just makes all the sense. It makes all the sense in the world. It would make all the DC fans super happy. Well, let me, let's just mention that this Flash movie is going to open up the multiverse and supposedly... Yeah, everyone knows. Okay. <laughs> supposedly, <laughs> Michael... It's going to be a whole bunch of uh, Batmans and Michael Keaton is going to be the old Batman. Tim Burton's version of Batman in some different world. But go ahead, yeah. What's the scene? Okay. okay. I, I'm, I'm convinced <laughs> this is what's going to happen in the movie. I'm convinced. And I'm going to be angry if it doesn't happen. <laughs> Okay, so in um, 
Batman Beyond, in the first episode of Batman Beyond, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne is much older. He's he's still Batman, and you know he can't really keep up anymore. You know he's 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 losing the his battle. He, he can't keep up with the the criminals on the street. And at one point, when he's when he's down on the ground, he pulls out his gun. He pulls out a gun, and um, it's one of that. It's that moment when Batman realizes I can't do this anymore. Mm. I have to retire, and I you know somebody someone needs to someone needs to take over the mantle. What if that's the very moment when Flash shows up and he just like takes out the criminals? Uh, yeah, I like that scene. Uh, I'll, yeah, I love it. I love it. But I, um, I don't think you need Michael Keaton to do that. I mean, I mean, obviously you need him for the close up. Yeah, and I can, he, uh, like like I don't think he need to uh, physically move him from from New York to to the UK to do that. <laughs> you could do all that. Well, stuff that's and- just one. That's just one scene. I I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna be a supporting character in the film. Yeah, I I think he'll if he uh, if he appears in Batman, he's gonna be appearing in Batman for like maybe ten seconds, and, and the rest mean, is gonna be Bruce Wayne in the suit you're talking about in the yeah. suit. Batman suit. Well, that, that's what I mean. That's why the, the reason to have him suit up, suit up is the, the moment when he comes to the decision that he can't do it anymore. But, sure. didn't, but what is the point of him just sticking around for the whole movie? Um, To to help Flash out, right? I get, uh, to help Flash get back to, to his timeline. Oh, you think uh, he's going to be stuck? Um, he's going to be stuck in, in, a, in the Tim Burton world or... Well, I think he's going to I think he's going to be going to multiple worlds or he's going to keep trying to fix the timeline oh. and he's going to end up in a couple different worlds. Um I don't know if it's if it's true. Um but there's been a, a plenty of rumors that there's going to be a, a quick scene in in the Christopher Nolan universe. I don't know if that'll happen. Um but it, I mean it, it it could happen maybe with Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Batman. Um if that does happen, I feel that would be a quick sequence, and then maybe the, he'll end up in, in another universe, and then on the third one, then he'll end up in Tim Burton. One, then Tim Burton sees like, I can't keep doing this. I need I need to figure something out. Well, they did tease this in that uh, CW crossover, right? So like uh, Ezra Miller kind of does a really quick cameo when he meets Barry Allen uh, in the CW. Version. Grant Gustin's yeah. version of the character. So it does make sense that he's going to be popping up in these different franchises or these different movies. But um, but I don't, I don't, I, for me, I don't think uh, uh, Michael Keaton is going to play a big part of it. It's just going to be like he shows up for half a second and maybe 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 maybe, maybe a couple scenes, but that's it. You know, I'm not expecting a, a bigger. A, a, I, I'm, I'm not expecting a big part of it. I hope not. I hope. I hope it's. I'm not saying that he needs to be co-star, right? But I, I, I do hope it's a supporting role. I hope he I, has a couple scenes in the movie. But the the scene that you just and at least at least one scene as Batman. Well, the scene the scene that you just described about how he's he just figure out he's too old for this. I love that idea, and if that's in the movie, that's great. That could like that could start the movie up, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't like to really speculate on, on these things because most of the time I get disappointed, you know? So I, I like to keep a clear head and don't really kind of uh, go into different scenarios, but yeah, I mean, the one you described, I would love to see that in either in this movie or in our future projects, or whatever, you know? So that, that's great. 
bring in uh, ben, a- uh, uh, ben Affleck for that or something like that. But um, I don't think you need yeah. to have. I don't think for that scene you don't need Michael Keaton. I mean, it makes more sense than Michael Keaton. But you could have um, Ben Affleck, or you could have um, I don't know Christian. You think you think Christian Bale would ever put on the cape and cowl again? I wouldn't necessarily want to see him in, in, in the cape and cowl again. I, I I would rather see Joseph Gordon-Levitt finally finally wear oh, it. Okay. John Robin Blake. <laughs> but do you think this is right? Was that was that it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you think Michael Keaton is not going to appear in this movie? Is that I mean, is that a big possibility? I think they would delay it because again, I'm convinced it's a big role. Okay. I'm convinced it's a supporting role, so I think they would delay it. Rich, what do you, what do you think? They ain't delaying shit. If it's ready to go, they're they're they they need something for to fill in these blanks. Ever since the COVID, so they they're not they're moving on. It, no matter so what. you so if Michael Keaton says no, they're just gonna keep yeah, going. Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll shoot. They'll shoot no matter what. They'll put a they'll 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 put in a like look at somebody else and making Green Arrow or whatever. Mm. Change and the character uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, erase erase and <laughs> you think they'll put um Matt Dam- Damon as a <laughs> as Green Arrow George, George Clooney mm-hmm. back as Batman. I will. I wouldn't mind seeing George Clooney back. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, who cares? This this script is by from Burt's Prey, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, expecting much. Yeah, for this movie to work, it's gonna. It's all under uh, Andy Muschietti's hand. So mm, that's true. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Next topic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is just a quick one. I don't really have much to say on it. Um, Static Shock movie hired a screenwriter. For me, I'm just happy that the movie's moving forward and making progress. They hired um, screenwriter Randy McKinnon, who just wrote the Disney Plus movie um, Safety, which uh, makes oh. sense because um, Safety was uh, directed by uh, R- Reginald Hudlin, and I know he's, um, a, I think, producing the static shock movie. So it makes sense that this director or, or yeah, this screenwriter would be writing that film. And uh, static shock is part of the, the milestone universe, right? Milestone yes. universe. And those, these are comic books that came out in the nineties or maybe even eighties uh, that were all produced by African-American uh, comic book artists. And uh, um, yeah, it was very, it was a big deal back then. I remember it. And uh, and I think they're bringing it back also the milestone brand or, or yeah. label, so um, yeah, you know, and Static Shock was kind of like the most popular character, or you know, you know, arguably the most popular character of the bunch. So, I well, mean, I I'm, I'm I mostly know the character from the animated series from when I was a child. I'm I wouldn't be surprised. If oh yeah, 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 that's a big part of what made him so popular, mm, mm-hmm. or, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be a feature film or is this going to be an HBO Max or is this going to be... Seems like it's going to be an HBO Max film. That makes sense. Uh, this seems um, like more if of I'm like not, a, If I'm not mistaken, I think, um, yeah, Michael B. Jordan is also producer on the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this seems like more like a mid-budget superhero movie type of thing. And yeah, uh, that's great. Hopefully, yeah, it moves forward fast. And if it's going to be HBO Max, because they, they need more kind of original content for that streaming service. Was this character yes. in the Black Lightning series? 
and the TV show. Yeah, I I I quit the show after the the third season. I think. Mm, um, okay. Well, just ask. not not mm. not up not up to that point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I was I was always expecting the character to show up, though. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it looks like the same powers, whatever. Yeah, Black Lightning was a cool looking character. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a Static Shock. I mean, that's true. Yeah. But didn't Static Shock had like a, a Malcolm X hat? Is that or am I thinking someone else? No, he did it. Uh, uh, um, I think he was known as Static by then. No, that's all. Oh, okay. uh, first. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. Next topic. Let's get to the next topic. All right. So, in the recent interview, uh, Joe Manganiello, um, the actor who portrays Deathstroke, uh, was talking about the you know Ben Affleck's unmade Batman film. Mm, yeah. And. And he got very detailed about it, and uh, he revealed stuff that I, 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 I didn't, I wasn't expecting at all. But uh, he, he was describing um, a big climatic like third act sequence where it was him and Batman battling like throughout Gotham City, and they would. He says it was a a sequence where you'd see various locations uh, throughout Gotham because their fight was just like uh, un- uncontrollable, going, going, uh, going everywhere. And he says that at at a certain point during the fight, uh, when Batman was like weak, that Barbara Gordon would have saw the fight and that she would have jumped in to help Bruce Wayne dressed up as as Batgirl. Mm. And this is for the Ben Affleck Batman movie, right? Yeah, the one that never got made. Yeah, where Deathstroke was going to be the main villain. Yes. Not the Deathstroke spinoff solo movie because there were other project. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, what what do you guys think about this? I mean, this this that this was the big this was the big thing. I mean, and I would love to have seen because there there I remember Ben Affleck shot that one promo shot with uh, Deathstroke, and, uh, and and he looked like Deathstroke straight out of the Arkham video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, this was very much in the works. They were working on it. They were uh, for whatever. I don't, I don't know why they they cut it. I guess because it's such a you know. Batman versus Superman got bad press. Justice League got, you know, it was a kind of a, a bomb, I guess. But um, both movies did pretty well internationally. But uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, this project went went dead. You know, I've been I've been thinking about the whole scenario about everything that that went down, specifically with Ben Affleck um, stepping down from Batman, mm-hmm. because I I think. Um, I mean, that's the real reason this movie didn't happen, right? I mean, yeah, Warner Brothers, it seems like Warner Brothers didn't want to work with Zack Snyder anymore. But, I mean, they didn't, I don't think they ever wanted to get rid of Ben Affleck. At least that's my assumption. But um, at, at some point, you know, Ben wanted to leave. And I think a, a lot of us thought, you know, we, or it, I mean, it definitely had a lot to do with alcohol, alcoholism coming back. Yeah, and didn't he, and stuff. he got, he got divorced at the time? Yeah, all his all his um personal, his personal yeah. all his personal problems, but that definitely had a lot to do with it. But do you think maybe like the fact that you know the vision that he signed up to work on, you know, Zach, Zach had a whole like you know a 10, 10 film thing planned out mm-hmm. with spinoffs and sequels and a bunch of things. I mean, 
Well, do you I, think maybe maybe that Warner Brothers was going to go? Oh no, we're going to go a, a, a different direction. Do you think maybe that's part of the reason why he left? Like, you know what? Well, I mean, th- yeah. this isn't even what I signed up for. I think maybe that's part of it. I mean, Ben. I think maybe uh, Ben Affleck wanted a darker version, like like one of those kind of like a Frank Miller, like one of those eighties well, Frank Miller I don't, movies. I don't think I don't think that necessarily. I don't think dark has anything to do with it because I mean, the Robert Pattinson one looks pretty dark. That's true, but uh, that's after a couple years, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that it has died down for whatever reason. In in two thousand sixteen, and two thousand seventeen, and two thousand eighteen, when Marvel was killing it. And I, they're still killing it, but I mean, they, it was peak Marvel. The mm-hmm. DC executives or the Warner Brothers executives were just saying, "Let's just do whatever Marvel does. Let's just make it, you know, quirky. Let's make it fun. Let's make it light." This, you know, obviously this is before Endgame and and uh, or Infinity War and Endgame. So there was like, let's make it like Iron Man, you know, let's make it a, like, like, let's have fun. And I think Ben Affleck was saying, no, 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 no. My Batman is just, you know, it's much deeper. He has psychological problems. He's an alcoholic, maybe. <laughs> and then he goes on to describe <laughs> his own life, you know. So uh, um, I think that's what he was attracted to, the darkness of the character. And I think the executives wanted to do more kind of the Marvel stuff. Like, let's let's have fun. Let's have let's do it light. You know, let's have little jokes here and there. And I think he goes, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're opposite sides of this, this conversation and maybe it's time for me to go. And that's probably what happened. Rich, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, because he was supposed to, he was promised or whatever. He was uh, promised to direct his own Batman film. So yeah, I mean, obviously he, he should have got his own way with it because he, he just became off of winning an Academy Award for them. I mean, yeah, for WB. So they should have given him full reigns, but course not <laughs> they're wb <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing they still don't have no idea what they're doing yeah <laughs> so that's typical and death, as far as deathstroke goes deathstroke has always been my one of my favorite characters of all time i'm a huge fan of deathstroke the terminator from um uh, from picking up teen titans um back in the day with being a big fan of george perez's artwork mm-hmm. and um and, but i've always been um a fan of Deathstroke being old man like Cable, and uh, so when this movie finally happens, uh, they'll probably be old men anyway. So they'll, 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 so Ben Affleck and Joe Manganiello will probably fit the characters more and more uh, by the time it's getting ready to get start filming. So you think there's a possibility it, that this project will happen eventually? Hey, anything's possible. Look at Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because from what I heard, that Joe Magnanello, apparently when he heard that Ben Affleck left the project, uh, he went on to do his own treatment for the Deathstroke solo movie. And he was the one who went after uh, Garrett Evans, the the, the director of um, of The Raid, and basically pitched his idea to to get him. And he was very interested in in, in doing it, and, uh, and and so that there was news that came out a couple years ago that you know, the Raid director is interested in doing a Deathstroke movie, and I would have loved to see that, you know. Uh, but you know, now it's kind of not happening, right? Because everything's yeah. kind of dead now, <laughs> or that that side is the that side of the Snyderverse is no more. Well, that that'll be really dark too. <laughs> you know, it'll be all. Uh, Blood in action. Well, so yeah, it's, it's like the Punisher or something like yeah, that. Right? Yeah. All right. So, next topic. Yeah, let's get to the next topic. 
All right. So this one, this isn't confirmed. This is just kind of a rumor that's been going around online. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it because I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. So, um, this, uh, spoilers for the Snyder Cut, by the way. Okay. <laughs> right now, everyone listening, I'm assuming this is, this is a DC episode. If you're listening, you've seen the movie probably. But in the end of the film, in the very last scene, when uh, Martian Manhunter shows up to talk to Bruce Wayne, um, I, th- we, I think we talked about this before in, in the in the review that it was originally supposed to be uh, Green Green Lantern that showed up, or two Green Lanterns and showed up. And uh, at one point it was two two characters, and then at a certain point it changed over time. And uh, uh, during the production of the Snyder Cut this past year, uh, it was it was it was rumored at one point that it was going to be um, or that John Stewart was going to be in the film. And it turns out that John Stewart was supposed to be in the film, and that part is, has been confirmed by by Zach. The new rumor that's been going around is that Trevante Rhodes was cast by Zack Snyder to play John Stewart. Mm. And this is Green, the new Green Lantern, right? Yeah, the, the John Stewart Green Lantern. Mm. Supposedly alongside Ryan Reynolds. And, and, and Warner Brothers completely shut it down. They did not want this in the movie. Um, Zach, I, I, I guess... Um, was uh, ready to quit the project um, and not release, not complete the Snyder cut, not release it. Um, if, if they didn't let him include the scene, he said he felt bad because they were making him cut uh, a black actor from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, I think he said that Warner brothers suggested putting Martian Manhunter since he was already in the movie. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, that, that, that's good too. <laughs> and he ended up doing that. Yeah, I think you know what I think it makes more sense that um, Martian Manhunter was in the end. Although, yeah, I, I think mm. it makes more sense too. But would have been pretty cool, though, right? Yeah, but I, I, I guess I understand that Warner Brothers wouldn't want to. to I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what it's. It's well, they're do, they're doing the Green Lantern Corps TV series, which is supposedly going to feature um, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, right? So. I mean, I could understand them not wanting to include the scene because, you know, it's like, hey, we're already doing our Green Lantern. <laughs> you know, d- don't don't remind people of the, the other Green Lantern yeah, again. And yeah. and don't uh, and don't waste this great actor on, on something that's never going to materialize or maybe because, hey, this is just going to make people want want to see more of this. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, I think Warner Brothers just don't, you know, they don't like to. I, I think it's all comes to control. They want the control of these characters. Uh, and uh, um, Zack Snyder, um, you know, he is given a sandbox, but there are certain boundaries in that sound sandbox. So if you go a little bit over, no, 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 you know, because, <laughs> you know, ultimately, I think Warner Brothers wants that control. They want to say, no, and we're not going to show these characters. That's what it is. That's how you that's that's what sucks about dealing with a studio. But uh, I think ultimately, I, I kind of I, I I think it makes more sense that Green or uh, Martian Manhunter uh, is the character at the end. To be honest, I, I kind of you could have cut that scene out. <laughs> I, I don't think you yeah. needed. It's it's more of the like f- for the four hour cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even for the four hour cut, I think you could cut that scene out. But I mean, um, but yeah, I would. It makes more sense that uh, um, 
then he would show up then. Although I heard this like weird kind of uh, backlash. You heard this that the why if the world if Earth is in this kind of uh, middle uh, in the middle of this war with these uh, gods, why didn't the uh, March of Manhunter show up earlier? Yeah, I, I I heard that, and you know what? I I, I get it. I understand that. I think there's I think there's 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 some reason there. Yeah, I but I go I because and I, I'm I'm thinking it's because these are just added scenes at the end. You know, these are just little kind of uh, cameos. Are they taking it too serious? I, no, I I understand why why people would would say that. I I I don't think they're wrong for saying that. Um. I, I just don't think it necessarily ruins the movie. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. just a little, little, little nitpick. Well, they weren't fighting Mars. It's not a perfect movie. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of nitpicks throughout it. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, uh, logically. It's kind of all, all over the place. But yeah, like Richard was saying, that he could have been easily in another planet or solar system, <laughs> busy doing something else. You know, he was, he was protecting Mars. To me, he was just in hiding. Yeah, it's just hiding. I mean, it's stupid. Like. He says in, in the end of the movie to Bruce, um, uh, you know, seeing, seeing the Defenders of Earth united, you know, in, inspired him. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That's why he, he has he come. He came scared, out. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that 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 was it. That was that was that was all of them. Oh, okay. That was the last one. That was the last. That was the last topic. All right. So that. W- so that was it that was our last topic of the show uh, that was our kind of DC news wrap up of the la- some of the big items that came out in the last couple of weeks uh, that ends this episode so uh, thank you for listening to Inside Flicks uh, if you want to hear our past episodes Rich tell the people where they can hear our past episodes they can hear all about our Marvel news uh, on uh, InsideFlix.com. Uh, also, check us out, check us out on Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts or even uh, Spotify. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to Inside Flix, and we'll be back with a new episode very soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>